This is the Average to Savage podcast with Paul Garino. Everyone and anyone, athletes, celebs, and much more. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Average Savage podcast. Our special guest again is Lexi yes. Brown. Lexi, how's it going? Good. How are you? What is this, for the fourth time? Third yeah, four, time? Four in a row. Four in a row. Sort of five. Yeah. When did we... Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, because we didn't do one before this season started. We're doing it after instead, right? When did we usually do these? Like before the season started or like in the middle? I'll bring up the bring up the stats for you. So 2018 was when the in person. It was like during media day and stuff. Yeah, that was like the preseason. Uh, 2019 was at the end of May. Okay, so that was. Beginning. 2020 was in July. Okay, COVID. And then oh yeah, yep. And then 2021 was in December. Just okay, Just that was in. Was I home? Gosh, I was yeah. back. I was I was back in France. Okay, cool. Because uh, <clears throat> I remember you were about to play in the athletes unlimited. Athletes unlimited. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So that yeah, I I literally actually wrote that because I was I was curious about the same thing. I was like, when do we do these usually? So yeah. So let's go. Uh, let's go with the the basketball, the boring, the boring stuff first. <laughs> so yeah, you played in uh, <clears throat> Athletes Unlimited last year. Um, it did really well. Their social media and all that stuff was on point. I know. Uh, I'd say they did a little better than the you know the main league, but we'll uh, we won't say way that. better. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, how was that experience? I know uh, it seemed like you had a lot of fun. Yeah, it was so fun. It was nice to like be a part of the first group to do something. Um, you know, they have a thing called the player executive committee. So it's um, four players that basically leading up to the season, recruit players, decide who gets signed, uh, talk about rule changes, um, you know, basically every decision that's made, you know, we don't like 100% make the decisions. I think the only decisions that the PEC really makes is like what players get to come and go and a lot of the rules. Um, so prior to signing to go play in France, I was a part of that PEC. Uh, but then when I decided to go to France, I was not able to be on the PEC anymore, but I pretty much told them, I was like, okay, I'll be back. Um, probably will not stay overseas the whole season. So I'll be back for, for AU. Um, this year I'm back in the PEC. Um, you know, I'm not going overseas. So, um we have a lot of players coming back um some new players that are interested which is really cool and exciting um i think a lot of people just saw how fun the environment was how free-flowing the basketball was like you said their socials were on point um they gave everybody a space to tell their own stories and be who they are and um they i mean they as, as the season like started shaking out, yeah, a lot of certain players were highlighted a little bit more based on their gameplay, which was expected. A lot of them just happened to be w, WNBA players, which was also expected. I think it was also cool for some WNBA players that, you know, haven't really been able to show their all-around game in the WNBA 
come to Athletes Unlimited and pretty much put, you know, all of their skills um, on full display for everybody to see. So, I mean, I think that was my favorite part. Um, and then also just seeing some of the players who never really gotten a fair shot at making a WNBA team or have never been to a camp, you know, get invitations to, to training camps. Um, and overall, it was just like so much fun. Like, it was just such a nice environment. You know, we had some bumps in the road. Um, you know, some people and, you know, rules and things like that. But again, it's like all a learning process. And that's what happens when you, you start something new and you're the first at something. Um, so we're just really excited to get started in for season two. Yeah, definitely. And that was in Vegas, right? It was in Vegas. Yeah. Gotcha. And then, yeah, going into the, the WNBA season, um, you were on the Sparks this year. Um, I'd say you had a career year. Uh, you started the most games you ever started, played the most games you ever played by one. Uh, <clears throat> so how, how was all, how was all that? Um, it was fun. And I think that, um, you know, even I found myself overshadowing that second season I had in Minnesota, which, you know, I feel like on paper was almost as productive as this year I just had, um, with less minutes and not having a, you know, starting role on the team. Um, but it was nice to be on a team to, that I was valued on. My skill set was valued. I felt like I had a real role on the team, which was, you know, make outside shots and play defense. Um, you know, we kind of went through a lot of weird stuff during mm -hmm. the season. You know, we lost our coach, we lost a teammate. Um, mid-season you know she decided to you know take some time for herself um and just overall there's just like a lot of uh internal change going on with the organization um but I think that um I had to make an effort this season to show again even though it was my fifth season that basketball is what I love to do it's what I'm passionate about it's what my number one focus is um and then going to a city like Los Angeles you kind of have to prove that a little bit extra to the front office, your teammates, the coaches, because there is a lot going on in LA and you can't get caught up in the LA lifestyle and the LA life, which, you know, I 100% understand or understood. Um, but you know me, I found a way to enjoy LA, um, but stayed really locked in in the season. And, you know, my goal was to be one of the best shooters in the, in the W. And I think that up until like the last 10 games of the season, I was, probably that um, you know I was dealing with a foot injury towards the end of the season trying to you know get us into the playoffs but you know I think too there was too much for, it was too, the season the drama that we were having and you know us trying to just be strong and you know save face and stay positive you know you can only take so much as a group um, and I think just towards the end of the season a lot of us just kind of ran out of gas and emotionally were drained um, because I really do think that we had a playoff team, a playoff caliber team um, and a team that really cares about each other and a team that wants to play hard for each other. But I think after a certain point in the season, it was just kind of like everyone was just kind of emotionally spent from trying to, you know, not look awful to everybody else. And I think when your job is to perform on the court, you have to be able to focus on performing on the court. And I think a lot of us were not able to do that last season I think that's why you know we set ourselves up to be in a really good position and then you know towards the end of the season we kind of just died out but um you know 
the morale was high at the end of the season. You know, energy was good, vibes was good. I felt really good about this season. Like you said, it was a career year for me. Um, and I think we have something special, you know, that we can build in LA. But, you know, I'm an unrestricted free agent. Um, you know, I would love to go back to LA, but I think I put myself in a really good position to, you know, not be, you know, 100% dependent on, you know, LA making the move to keep me there. Yeah, for sure. Um, do you go back? I mean, I could tell you look at your stats, but like how often do you look at your stats? Um, this year I was looking at my three-point percentage a lot um, because it was well above 50% for a little bit, which I was like, that's pretty cool. Um, Cause I've really worked hard to, you know, get my confidence back from my shot. And, you know, when I was in France, you know, I was shooting the crap out of the ball and in AU I was shooting the ball really well. Um, but other than that, like, I look at my turnovers, um, fouls, uh, you know, I like to have some steals. I, you know, I don't really get as many steals this season as I have in the past, but, um, I was really locked in on that three-point percentage because, you know, I say all the time, like how important role players are on teams and specialists are on teams. When you look at the NBA, you know, you have your like one, two punch or your one, two, three punch or big three. And, you know, outside of that one, two or three players, you know, you have some really important specialists and role players and hustle players. And then even on the bench, you have like energy players um, and things like that. And I think with the NBA, you know, obviously they have just more money, more space, more, more spots, whatever we know, all of that. But they're able to place a dollar amount and a value on these role players to help these teams win. And I think that the W has to do a better job of valuing the role players because they matter, you know, the aces. Uh, Bebe like saved them in the in the uh, last game, the finals game, you know, she went off off the bench, you know, with all those threes, like when the, you know, I wouldn't say that the, the big three was struggling, but they needed that, you know, extra. And, you know, you look at, you know, a lot of the teams that have won in the past, like they always have that, you know, one player that's like just pushes them over the edge. And then when they win the championship, they go somewhere else mm -hmm. because the team that they were on doesn't have enough money to keep them there or just doesn't make them feel valued enough for them to stay. And I think that's that's something that we as a league can do a better job is, you know, building teams instead of, you know, just having everybody bouncing around all the time because, you know, that's, you want to see teams that are dominant, obviously, but you want to see more parity in the league also. But like, you know, sometimes a role player is not meant for that star role and the star is not meant for a role. But like, if you put them all together, you have the perfect mix of, you know, personalities and, and roles and specialists, like you can have a really special team. Um, so I think that, you know, for me, you know, I, I didn't come into the W think I was ever going to be like a star, a superstar. But, you know, I really thought I could have a really long, solid career being really good at what I do. Um, and that's shoot threes and play defense. <laughs> How much do you like shooting threes? I love shooting threes. Since I've been young and I shot, I started shooting threes when I was young because I just wasn't like very good. Mm. And for some reason, like shooting mechanics is like something that a lot of people do not care about or focus on. But I'm like, at the end of the day, you got to put the ball in the basket. So if you can't shoot, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. So it's like the shooting, I've always been a shooter. And then everything else kind of just caught up. You know, I grew a little bit. I got a little bit more athletic. 
you know, I, I found my strengths, my limitations and things like that. And everything kind of just came together. But, you know, my dad was just like, you know, you just have to be able to shoot the ball because we don't know if you're going to be able to do anything else, <laughs> but you're going to be able to shoot it. Do you think there ever will be a four point bucket? I wanted to bring that up in our last meeting in Athletes Unlimited because we were um, talking to the ref, like the head ref who brings all the refs in. And, you know, we get to, you know, implement whatever, like whatever rules we want to have, like we can put in. So like the landing space turning into a tech, like we didn't have that in AU last year and the WNBA implemented it this year. So we're about to implement it into AU. Um, and uh, the shooting, like when, you know, like how James Harden and Trey, like throw themselves into people, mm-hmm. how NBA, you know, basically took that foul away completely from both of them and then the w did the same like the veering i think it's called we put that in but i was just like i almost brought it up like can we put in a 4.1 but uh when we practiced in dallas uh christy got us into the mavericks practice facility they had a four point line on the practice court so it might be coming for the nba and if that happens then i will probably be leading the league in four pointers for sure all right. Um, I've seen you've been doing a lot of different stuff in this off season, um, like New York Fashion Week. So how how was that? Fashion Week was amazing. Like all I did was tweet about it, and then like I had like a bunch of people reach out and be like, "Oh, we have this going on, this going on." So um, I will say uh, the WNBA definitely looked out and hooked me up for that week. So I appreciate them for that. Um, got me into some really dope fashion shows. I got to meet some really cool designers. Um, my best friends came with me. Um, my best friends that live in LA, they came out there with me. So that was really fun to experience that with them. Um, it was just cool to be able to tap into something else, but still be attached to the WNBA. So, you know, having the best of both worlds. You know, I got to see Michaela and Dee Dee, who walked on the show, which was really amazing. Izzy walked in the show. Um, so just seeing us branching out into the fashion space. Um, was really cool and I'm glad I was be I was able to experience that and I would love to go back but I mean I said I, everyone's like why are you like doing so much right now I'm like well hopefully next season I'm like in playoffs still like or the finals so mm-hmm. I will be able to go to a fashion week so I'm gonna experience it all right now because I don't know if I'll ever be back here because obviously the goal is to still be playing mm-hmm. during this time so it was just really cool to be able to you know experience that life um that culture and things like that because you know that's something i've never been around and something i really want to tap into so it was like fashion week is like a great start those questions are so weird like i feel like people want athletes not to live a life but don't even get me started like this is the story of my life since i've been in college like why are you doing this why are you doing that i mean there's there's 24 hours in a day so i think people think we lock ourselves in the gym all day i'm like do you guys lock yourselves at your job all day well, the, no, well, the new thing, I think, I think it um, might be sort of happening to people now that they were from home. And then if they're somewhere out during, you know, work hours, then they'll be like, why are you at, like, why are you out? Yeah, my sister, I was just talking to my sister about this yesterday because, um, you know, she was working remotely for a little bit. And now she's not working um, from her house anymore. And she was just talking about, she's like, I need like a separation, like. Yeah. Some people love the working from home. I personally would hate it. I hated doing online classes when I had to do them in college. So I can't imagine 
working at my house. Like I agree with her. Like there has to be some sort of separation between work and home. And I know it's probably easier for some people or whatever, like things like that. So I definitely understand that, but I can't imagine like closing my computer and then like looking up and I'm like still in like my house and I'm like, but I was just at work and I'm still in the same place. Like I, I just, I, that wouldn't be good for my mental at all. So, um, but yeah, I, I get what you mean when people are like, because they work at home, you think that you're like obligated to work all the freaking time. But as I got older, my, you know, my gym time is now, you know, we keep it short and sweet and efficient now. I'm getting a little bit older. Yeah. I should be able to be in the gym six, seven hours a day. And now it's like, two three maybe maybe four if we playing like some pickup or something but you know we getting in and out now yeah i'll say uh one i don't know about the online classes were kind of like a cheat code for me i don't know about you but like those are really uh, i just i mean obviously you passed them but the, i didn't learn anything <laughs> true but whatever <laughs> trying to get the degree right um, <laughs> all right so you know obviously i already know you and but had to do you know more research and just get some questions going from your social media so you know um what football game do, what college football game do you want to go to i want that's so crazy you asked me i was just thinking about that since i just moved to orlando i want to go to ucf game my sister went to ucf so i might we might just have to go to one and have her show me around campus and stuff because i've never been to a ucf football game and i heard that she was telling me that they're like insane. So um, that's the closest university with a good football team to me. Um, and I guess I could go to a Duke, Duke ones. I guess I could go to a Duke football <laughs> game, but it's not the same. <laughs> not really the vibes. But shout out to Duke football because they're always pretty solid. <laughs> yeah. Um, what's your what's your what's your social media strategy? my strategy yeah just being myself really i feel like twitter is if you want to know me as well as you can online you will go to my twitter um or maybe tiktok instagram is for aesthetic purposes only and the way instagram like is now it's just like if you try to have a strategy around instagram you'll lose your freaking mind um the way that they've just completely ignored what everybody wants on there. So, you know, if you want, if you want to see me looking nice on vacation in nice settings, you go to Instagram, you want to laugh, go to Twitter. Like you want to talk sports, go to Twitter. And if you really want to see like a mix of both, you'll go to TikTok. But overall, just being myself, being genuine, um, not only you know, likes, you know, they are important, obviously, from like a branding standpoint, like when you want deals and engagement, and all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, like on Instagram and stuff, like I like to just, I like when people go on my page, people be like, oh, this is, she has a nice little page. Like she got some cool stuff going on. So, you know, that's really my strategy. It's always my strategy, just being myself. Yeah, I see your TikToks, your TikToks are, you got some funny ones up there. You went, <laughs> you went viral a couple of times, right? A few times. I mean, I wouldn't say viral. Like I said, my most, well, yeah, I get the most attention on freaking Twitter for tweeting <laughs> nonsense. So I, I love Twitter. So like the best. I love Twitter. It's so entertaining. 
what's your uh, what's your dream partnership my dream partnership is with peloton all right another very close to Luke going out of business who's going out so of they business? say i mean you know big companies say that meanwhile they have like millions and billions of dollars just chilling yeah. um that is my dream to work with peloton and do some type of like ride series with them because i remember that one time they had some some athletes on there doing rides or you know hosting like group peloton gatherings and stuff like that but um you know i love that bike i love the instructors um you know they changed my outlook on cycling so um i put that in the universe a few times i've gotten like really close to getting connected with them a few times but um, you know, they kind of have their hands full dealing with post-COVID COVID times. So I think maybe in the future, you know, maybe if I like have like a crazy, crazy breakout season, I'm going to just keep dropping the Peloton, you know, why? Had a, career, had a pick it up. Shout out to my Peloton for like, yeah, I'm like, let's see, like, <laughs> you look great. Like, what are you doing? Peloton, Peloton, <laughs> Peloton, Peloton. <laughs> Um, how, how would you describe your style and why do you like hats? Why do I like hats? Okay. Well, my style is very, um, comfortable always. Um, I think I've tapped into more of a, like a street style the last like year or two. Um, you know, I love crop tops, you know, you don't work for this body and then you hide it. You know, I think some people love that, like, I have a nice body and then I hide it like me I'm like no because I work really really hard for this so y'all go see it um but I like being able to back, back, bounce back and forth between like tomboyish and girly um and then like kind of blend it all together you know I love heels I also love sneakers um you know I have an idea with Reebok so you know I haven't really been able to wear like a lot of shoes that I used to wear so you know I've been like wearing like more like designer sneakers and sandals because you know obviously I can't wear other athletic brands like that um so it's been cool to be able to you know buy different types of things um but other than like shoes and like purses like all my clothes are like super affordable you know I don't really like to spend a ton of money on clothes um and to be honest with you I used to wear hats when I was younger because I was really self-conscious about my forehead so I was hiding it a lot. And that's why I was wearing hats when I was younger. Um, and then also in college, if I didn't have, have like my hair done, I would just have to throw a hat on. And that was often because I was in college and you know, sometimes you don't have enough money to go get your hair done or you don't have time to get your hair done because you have class and practice and all this other stuff. So I just throw a hat on or a beanie. Um, but I feel like now I wear hats a lot less than I used to. Um, but then there's just also like really cute accessories and they sometimes can just really bring an outfit together. So, so it wasn't like you actually like hats. I mean, I love hats, but like, I like hated my forehead more than I loved hats, but now I love my forehead. So <laughs> I showed off more. <laughs> All right. All right. That's a, that was an interesting statement. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Who get, who gets voice notes from you? Voice notes? Um, my best friend, his name is Darius. Um, and sometimes like when some nonsense happens, 
it's too much to type and I just have to tell them. And, and then one of my other really good friends, I sent her a lot of voice notes and then like, she'll send me one back of just her laughing at me. So it's like, sometimes, yeah, I don't really send a lot of voice notes to people. Um, Cause I don't really have that. Like, there's not a lot of people that I talk to that I have that much to say to. So I did send an apology to somebody a few weeks ago via voice note, because sometimes I'm like, I'm not, putting this in writing so I apologize and it worked but um I had to like record it like four times I was like no that wasn't right that wasn't right (laughs) I told you we've been doing this for a while so I had to you know I had to research and get some random questions from your social media I know I like that question that was a good one (laughs) all right um all right so you know how like the I don't even know if it's trending anymore but so I wrote it down I wrote these down like a while ago so, you know, like the question. Yeah, because we were supposed to do this a while ago. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, like he, like he's a 10, but blank, right? Oh, yeah. All right. So he's a, he's a 10, but he doesn't like basketball. He doesn't like. Uh, I'll say he's like a five. Whew. All right. This next one I'm saying because like we know each other, right? So he's a 10, but he calls you Alexis. Oh, zero. <laughs> Negative a million. Oh, I hate when people call me like this. Oh my gosh. And I was and I'm telling you, my parents do not ever call me like so even if you call me Alexis, like I don't even feel like I'm in trouble. I just feel yeah. like it's a complete oh. stranger that's like looked at my passport or something. Like, what are you calling me Alexis for, you weirdo? So yeah. Negative negative infinity. Wait, so what happens if you're, like, at the airport? Because you have to have your, like, real name on there. Yeah, I mean, they call you, me Alexis, you, like, and I always, even... think, I always think it's weird. But, like, even, like, like, on, like, hotel reservations or something, yeah. I'll be, like, um, they'll look at my ID, and I'll be, like, mm, and my body says Lexi. I'm, like, oh, okay. Um, which is ever, funny, because, like, I completely be lying. Have you ever that, been but... called on, and you're just, like, not even, you're, you don't even, like, hear it because you're not used to it no every time i hear alexis i'm always like what who is calling me alexis because it usually 99 percent of the time is someone trying to be funny so i always hear it (laughs) all right that that was a good one uh what's better a WNBA championship ring or an engagement ring championship ring (laughs) i answered that way too fast but no one (laughs) No one could take that. I mean, no one could take the engagement ring away, but I mean, technically the engagement could be called off, <laughs> but I'll be a champion forever. <laughs> what, are you, what are you watching on Netflix? Um, I just finished the Jeffrey Dahmer show. Um, I haven't it was watched a, it, so I can't. I... It's nuts. You should, I mean, if you if you don't really like true crime and things like that then obviously you'll hate it um but like I'm like a big true crime girl like law and orders CSI Dateline all that type of stuff like snaps so I like like watching stuff like that and like I knew who Jeffrey Dahmer was but I didn't know like the extent of his crimes and like how long it went on and things like that so like a lot of people were you know criticizing it because yeah obviously you don't want to 
you know, put the victims, families and friends and stuff through that all over again. So like when I, my heart goes out to them, when, you know, a new Jeffrey Dahmer film or TV show comes out, they're like, dang, like, can y'all let our people like just rest? Yeah. But I had no idea like what his crimes were, like that he had a very specific victim type, how bad the Wisconsin police or like handled the situation and stuff like that. So for me, it was pretty informative. You know, a lot of people disagreed and, you know, but, you know, people hate everything now. So, but I like, I mean, every time people ask me about it, I'm like, yeah, you should watch it if you like are into that type of stuff, because I think it was like one of the first times like the victims were kind of discussed. And I think everything else about Jeffrey Dahmer was just about him. Um, so, you know, it was the first time they kind of put you know, the victims and, you know, said, you know, showed them and you know what they went through, what their families went through and stuff like that. Um, so, and I don't like to say like, I enjoyed it because it's Jeffrey Dahmer, but I thought it was you know, a good show. Yeah. I'm not like a, uh, I don't really like those type, but what was the one that was like a few years ago and it was like viral, everyone was watching it and it was, it was like the kid killed some, like it was a kid killed somebody. And I remember like the interviews and the guy was like, they were like, yo, he was like mentally not all there, but but he like killed somebody. I forgot what it was, but I remember everyone. It was, was... on Netflix. Yeah, <clears throat> I totally forgot, but I just remember like I liked that one, but it was crazy. Yeah, there's like a lot of shows. What about you? Watch the Manti Teo documentary. Oh my gosh! Yes, <laughs> I. That's my favorite one, right now. <laughs> that was. Like every time I thought I was like, okay, it can't get worse. It got worse. And I was like, all right, man, I tell you, I know you were a kid, but no, not really. Absolutely not. And I remember the tail end of that because we were like pretty young when like that blew up mm -hmm. and I wasn't really like a huge football person at that age either, at least not college football. So I just was seeing like fake girlfriend, fake girlfriend, but like, I did not know like how deep that whole story was as far as like him using it to like play his whole senior season for the dead girlfriend. And I was, when I was watching it, I was like, I just, yeah, was it was hard for me to wrap my mind around it because we live in a time where like that would never happen. Like, He's, I think it still he, happens. Cat, catfish is still around. I mean, Weird yeah, catfish, yeah. Around. I watch catfish all the time. But, and it's like, are y'all serious? But even like when the girl, like the girl that he was showing people pictures of, like she was she was a real person. Yeah. So like in 2022, Manti Teo gonna go on the football game. This is my dead girlfriend. Somebody on earth is gonna be like, I know her, I saw her yesterday. Like that is not your dead girlfriend. <laughs> And then it would be over. But like back then, like that wasn't really a thing yet. And I feel really sad for him. He seems like he's still very much naive. Like if someone tried to catfish him again right now, they probably would be able to. Now he's married and got kids now. He's a, a I still think that. Like, but I my oh my gosh, my heart was breaking for him. And then the one that was catfishing him, like that yeah, was like no remorse, no nothing. Like, I was I'm like you're like the like after there was like a time where like that person felt like most hated for like a few days like after that documentary dropped because I was just like she didn't feel any type of way 
about that whole situation. Like she's just like, I found myself and I'm free and da da da, and then was hula dancing. And I'm like, what is this? Yeah, I don't get how. I don't. I don't know. I don't know how he was not more mad and. What, I mean, maybe. He I know, but I'm glad that he was able to tell his side because you know I saw a lot of like sports writers like publicly apologizing to him on yeah. Twitter and stuff, which I was like, you know, I think he definitely deserves that. But I know his parents were probably so embarrassed. I was embarrassed for them. I was like, how are you guys gonna let your son like do this? Like, this is partially <laughs> y'all's fault too. But I'm glad he got his like full circle moment and got to clear it up because he went through a lot and then his career was like ruined because mentally he was just like messed up so yeah. it was a great documentary did um the redeem team just came out so i didn't watch it but i know i'm about to watch it on this yeah. i'm about to fly to italy in a little bit so i'm gonna watch it on the plane oh you're going you're on vacation yeah you're living, you're living your life living my life Sure am. You got to tell me uh, uh, if the pizza is better there or not. I have been to Italy in college for a foreign trip. And I want to say that I feel like you can find like pretty authentic pizza in the States. It's not as fresh though, but the pasta like is different over there for sure. Just everything is just more fresh. The wine over there is better too. Uh, you know, some people like just don't like fresh food. We're so used to the trash that we eat here. Mm-hmm. So, but I love it. I'm like, that's what I'm most excited about is the food. What's the last thing you bought on Amazon? I don't really shop on Amazon that much. What did I buy? On Amazon? All right, or it was maybe Amazon. like a a tripod. Cause I break mine constantly. Like I really don't be on Amazon like that on purpose. But the eye- I have like, oh no, I bought like a ten pack of lip glosses that I usually All get right. from the beauty supply store, but they had them in bulk on Amazon, so I bought them there instead. But the IG ads get you. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm getting I'm getting my ass kicked right now with uh, hair companies. Oh my gosh, like. Blonde hair, red hair, curly, all types of hair. Um, probably before things straight from IG ads, definitely. Usually clothes. I felt I just bought something from Instagram and I felt weird. Yeah, like felt weird. I tried. I like looked into that, but it's like sometimes like there's not a page attached to the store. and then sometimes there is and then you go in the comments of like a post and they're like i ordered this five weeks ago and i still didn't get it (laughs) so i try to not order shit from instagram but i'll be looking i'll be looking on there for sure well i guess we were just talking about vacation but i also had uh where do you where do you want someone to take you on vacation i want someone to take me to turks and caicos I would say Bali or Bora Bora, but honestly, I don't even think I personally will ever take that trip because the travel time is absurd. And I don't know if I want to see something that bad to sit on a plane for 25 plus hours. Like, 
I don't know. We'll see. Maybe if someone flies me like on a private plane there, I'll go. But I was looking at, I'd be looking into stuff like that randomly because I'm just, I like to know stuff. And I saw them, the flight times and I was like. Maybe you'll have to do like a stop somewhere. Yeah, because those flights are ridiculous to go sit in a room on water and do nothing. But mm. like when I go on vacation, like I like I know like sometimes like those types of like they're like getaways. But I like to go do stuff like I'm not going to fly all that way to just sit in a room like and bike on the dock. That's from from what I've seen people doing in the Maldives and Bora Bora and stuff. That's all people are doing is laying in the room in their private pool and going on a bike ride. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know if that's worth worth all that for me, but that could change when I'm a little older. But I want, want more peace. You know, now I travel for adventure and fun and party and all that. <laughs> yeah, one of my friends was a Bora Bora for his honeymoon, like right after, it was last year. Yeah, so like Thanksgiving, like honeymoon. But sure. it was like, but it was right after COVID. So like stuff was still shut down. And I was like, dude, that like, sucks like you didn't even do anything but i mean obviously like that's what the point yeah, of hunting cool. was cool <laughs> like all right um all right i know you've been on a lot of podcasts and different things like that so what's your what's your least favorite question you get asked my least favorite question mm, i don't know i don't think i have a least favorite question I really don't have a least favorite question. At least not on podcasts. Like reporters be asking me stupid questions, but people on podcasts, like y'all know what y'all doing. So. What's the worst reporter question? Like when you have a bad game? Oh, I know exactly what question. This year, after a game, when I shot the ball well, a reporter said, what did you do to improve your shooting in the off season? Now, when it comes to improve, yeah, I mean, statistically, yeah, I improved, but statistically, also, I'm an above average shooter. So I was like, improve. I said, I just never got enough shots up in a game. What are you talking about? Like, I've always been a shooter, like, like as if I like locked myself in the gym and did form shooting for three months. Like, oh, I was so offended. I was so offended when he asked me that. Like, improve. No, sir. It's all about Do you, like, I know you've been on different teams now, but, like, is it mostly the same report? Like, do you know them now? Or is it Um, there's, yeah, there's, like, a handful that I know. The W, I, I mean, I have my issues with the W, the w media because a lot of them have no journalism background whatsoever outside of Twitter. Um, you know, some have, you know, emerge from the Twitter world and have proven themselves to be, you know, a fair and um, thoughtful reporter, even though, you know, a lot of, some of them don't really have a background in that. And then a lot of them just be talking and don't really know what they're talking about or have any really real experience with basketball. So, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not the biggest advocate for the WNBA Twitter group that has emerged the last few years, I think I've actually muted that hashtag completely off my Twitter feed. So, 
Uh, I think they do. I think they do a lot sometimes. I think sometimes they make valid points, but more times than not, they are saying things that annoy the hell out of me. So I'd rather just not see it. <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, I believe Kelsey Plum says she has the WNBA blocked on Twitter. Yeah, I mean, muted. I think block is a little aggressive for me, but I have, I have a lot of WNBA things muted which is, um, it's just funny to say, because you're like, y'all need to support us more, watch us more, but like, we're in it, like, we're doing it, like, that doesn't apply to us, and like, sometimes it's like, a lot, all the time, and like, you don't want to get on Twitter, and just see, like, all these opinions, and just stupid things, like, they have a lot of people, and things muted on. I just like, well, I kind of do it sometimes too, but like, there's people, I was talking to someone and they were like, yo, I have a whole separate account for like different things, like purposely. So I see them on my timelines and stuff. Well, I, um, there's like, my mom told me like, there's like a setting on your Twitter to where you can like switch off having like related accounts. And I did that one day and like just seeing a whole nother side of, issues and you know conversations was very refreshing for me but I also have the self-awareness that not everybody thinks like me so even when I like click on something or I'm talking about something I do like to look like through the thread and see like what other people think about it just just to see what other people think about it but there are like a lot of people in this world that like they think that like everybody on the earth thinks like them and like if they run into somebody that doesn't think like them, they're like against them. And I think that's the weirdest thing ever. And, but I had to switch it back because I saw a lot of like funny, a lot of funny things come on my Twitter. So I had to go back to my people because I've like curated my timeline on Twitter like perfectly. Like, it's like probably my favorite timeline I have is my Twitter one. All right. I know they're, they're making a lot of different changes too. So, I wouldn't be surprised if there's kind of yeah, like, like whatever whatever like, algorithm Twitter and TikTok have, that's what Instagram need to take. Because whatever Instagram got going on right now is some bullshit and I hate it. Like and I love like I had to mute like all, all this like I had to mute all of like the sporting pages because that's all I see. Cause they post 76 yeah. times a day. So I'm like, no, no normal person is posting that often. So like my friend that I love seeing pictures of because they do fun things and cute outfits. I'm never going to see her because freaking Bleacher Report is posting 700 reels in two hours. And all I'm going to see is Bleacher Report. But I love Bleacher Report. So it's a dilemma. Do I want to see Bleacher Report more or my friends? So Bleacher Report had to go. You got to get that. And I still don't see my friends because now I see because you follow Bleacher Report, maybe you'll like this page instead like you gotta get the burner account that just you follow just sports on there oh my gosh like i have yeah i might have to because i have a burner account for like fashion and and stuff like that um and i go on there a lot for like inspo um because i obviously that doesn't come from like a ton of people that i follow in now so i might have to do that for sports but i like that they follow me so you know i can't i can't unfollow them yeah, because I think it's cool that like Blue your Report and ESPN and all them follow me. So true. <laughs> I gotcha. Um, <clears throat> this one will make you think a little. You might come up with something fast. I think. What What's something most people think is true that you believe isn't? 
It could be anything. Freaking Mercury retrograde. Some <laughs> people are like, no, it's in retrograde. That's why everything's going wrong. Or that's why I have like that's why I have a bad attitude. No, you have a bad attitude, you have a bad attitude. Like I, I'm what the so hell confused. is Mer- I don't even know what Mercury retrograde is. It's all that like astrology trash. Mercury. Oh, you're a Scorpio. Oh, oh you're a Cancer. Oh, no, oh. No, no, yeah, no, no. But retrograde, no, but like retrograde is like the way the planets or something is aligned, and like it makes shit on Earth be weird. So people think like when there's like events happening back to back to back, people are like, is Mercury in retrograde? No, the world is just in a is weird. People are weirdos. Like, hold yourself accountable for doing weird stuff and don't blame the universe for everything. Well, you taught me something new today. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead and search that up. Go on Twitter. Because even people are like, even like with all the stuff going on, like, people are like, Mercury's is retrograde is almost over, guys. It's okay. No, not why this thing. This is not why. Things are happening, and people really be locked into that stuff and the horoscopes and your rising uh, sun, moon, and all that. I'm like, no. Yeah, I don't. I'm glad y'all are passionate about it, but we are not gonna blame behavior on your your sign. No, I don't like the horoscope thing. I mean, it'd be like Sorry. sometimes it'd be on point, but I'm never gonna use my sign as an excuse as to why I. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Reacted. I could also <laughs> read other ones, and I could also, you know, how they have the daily ones. I could also read. Yeah, like you can relate. relate I feel ones, like so. you can relate your. Yeah. If you took the sign off the top, or people will be like, "Well, post something," they'll be like, "What sign is this?" You open the comments, people are like, "Every sign." So I'm like, yeah. "What are we even talking about?" <laughs> yeah. So, um, no more Chick Fil A Indian food. Um, still love Chick Fil A. I actually almost got it this morning. But the hotel I'm at had, oh my gosh, I had the best hotel breakfast. Like, it, the breakfast I just had at this hotel tasted like someone's grandma cooked it up herself and brought it to the hotel. Like, it was so good, like, fresh. It didn't taste dry. The eggs weren't, like, runny out of the box. I had, like, a nice little omelet. So I'm glad I didn't get Chick-fil-A this morning. My new favorite food is tacos. So we have left Chick-fil-A. If I had to eat something for the rest of my life, it would be tacos from taco trucks in LA. I think out of everything uh, over the years, your food changes a lot. <laughs> I, I would I would consider myself a almost a foodie, a full-time foodie now. I've tapped into seafood finally. Um, my taste buds have matured, I think. And I will try all things. The Indian food was delicious, but my stomach was hurting for like two days. <laughs> um, but tacos have my heart. Chick-fil-A always got a place in my heart. But tacos have definitely overtaken Chick-fil-A for my favorite food right now. I love tacos. Was that because you were in LA and they had good tacos? In I think I've, oh, I mean, I always, I've always loved Chipotle, um, which isn't like, that's not tacos, but it's Mexican food. I've always loved Mexican food. Um, I discovered the beauty of tacos last year 
I think from I kept seeing them on TikTok and I had to go try them. And in LA, they're everywhere in the trucks, but like they have good everything, quesadillas, steak tacos. Um, but yeah, it's just tacos. I mean, obviously they're not great for you, but they're not, they're not the worst. It's better than Chick-fil-A. And I can have like 10 tacos, like, and be good. Like, and they're like $2 a taco. Like, it's great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you want to do an NBA cut them, bench them, start them? An NBA what? Like cut, bench, start. Oh, yeah. All right, let's go. Dame, Lill- Dame Lillard, Steph Curry, John Morant. Ooh. And you know Dame is my dog, but he got to go now. Um, starting job, benching Steph, and cutting Dame. Damn. Ja might be one of my favorite players in the league. He's so fun. He's like this new this new era of players. Like it's like if you want to how to how to the young kids and college kids, you know, act and carry themselves. Ja, and I think he does it like in a good way. Except for on Twitter, sometimes he kind of goes a little crazy on Twitter, but. I think it's funny, and I think that he didn't let people shame him off of Twitter, which I love that. And he just kept staying on there. And he like he pulled other players onto Twitter that ain't been on Twitter in years. So I think that that's cool that he is on there and he interacts with fans and stuff. Um, but then he like brings it on the court. So yeah, definitely one of my faves. Because Sorry, Dame. Because of experience, I'm taking Damian Lillard. I just, and he, I don't know. He's just all the way important. I'm like, it's like on the end of the earth. Has no intention of leaving. He doesn't like, it. I mean, obviously I can't, like I hate when people speak on situations they know nothing about, but it just looks like he just doesn't care about what happens in Portland. Like, you know, you see these guys like politicking, trying to get their teams better. And I think he'd just be chilling in Portland. So all like, right. how about fun. a scenario question? If he wins a chip in Portland, is that more valuable than like say Kevin Durant's two chips and Oh for sure. But that's never gonna happen. Because no one's going to Portland. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I feel for him. It's a hard sell, like it's Portland. But yeah. I don't really think he like makes that much of an effort. But he said, I mean, he always says he's not interested in the super team, building a team type. I'm like, okay, well, that's fine because everyone else is. So you're just never going to win a championship. But he's making a lot of money and setting up his family for the rest of their lives. And at the end of the day, that is the most important thing. True. Are you a model now? You know, you are like a lot of people ask me that. It's so funny. No, but I was in LA and people do a lot of stuff like that out there so I then tap it in but I've always done stuff like that no one just ca- no one cared before but I did um that's so funny I'm trying to get on sports illustrated True. since you know that's what we're doing now so I would love to 
do a sports illustrated one day but like i've always wanted to do that i thought i wanted i used to want to do like the body issue but i think i would draw the line there i think that's a little too much i think those pictures are beautiful but i don't think i could do anything like that um but yeah i would love to try and model for somebody's brand but you know you kind of just have to put yourself out there which is what i'm doing so I'm glad that you asked that. It makes you feel good. <laughs> when's it? When's like a Reebok shoot? Me and Reebok will have to have a conversation very soon because I need to. There needs to be something with me on it somewhere. Gotcha. I mean, I'm plugging them with this Foot Locker campaign I got. So when I do things like that, I think they're like pretty satisfied with that. Um, but again, I've always been gone, so I'll be around a little True. bit more. So hopefully. Um, and they've been going through like some changes internally also mm-hmm. um, so i just got to be patient you know they they take care of us so oh, yeah i think they recently got bought out or didn't yeah Shaq mm-hmm. and the team yeah Shaq and yeah like they've been going through a lot and they've managed to like keep us you know a priority so definitely grateful for that that's dope what are, what are your thoughts on us doing this annually i think it's funny honestly i don't think like I think it's gonna be funny to see how how different I am, but still like very much the same. Like it just happened that it was like your rookie year, and so yeah, when I was like, it wasn't well, like a plan. At that time, I wasn't the misery hadn't hit me yet. So I'm glad you got me at a high point in Connecticut because if you had waited till like this time, my after my first season, I would have been like the worst and you probably wouldn't want to do this again <laughs> yeah who knows but yeah no i think it's dope i think uh like who else like no one like i don't know yeah besides the bill yeah, like you're gonna have to send me you're gonna have to make like an edit of all the answers how they do with with billy and then send them to me and i'll put them on my instagram like as a real because i think it'd be cool to see like because you're gonna see like my first year i'm like very excited and then middle two years, I'm kind of like, what the fuck is going on? Well, the, and now, uh, like, I'm back kind of, like, to year, rookie year, Lex, like, excited for the future and things like that. But, yeah, we're going to have to, like, make some type of edit. And and how me how we've gotten, like, more comfortable. Like, obviously, the first time it was, like, more formal. Now I'm, like, <laughs> laying down. <laughs> in the hotel so i think it's i think people would really enjoy seeing you know a few answers like all back to back to back yeah so the uh yeah. the third one i believe that was when yeah the covid year <clears throat> was when i asked you the same question some of the same questions and then in the edit it wasn't like a clip but it was inside the main video that it was going like back and forth yeah yeah i think that would be dope because I, I would definitely put that on everything montage. actually montage mm-hmm. all right all right well i uh, appreciate you coming on you oh wait you got any tea or something you could like, do you want to speak on anything else um evil that was a evil that was evil right there oh no i ain't got nothing <laughs> i don't have a thing you know <clears throat> i really just be out here living and existing and enjoying life being grateful and blessed so i'm happy i ain't got no tea 
I try to, and if I do hear some tea, I'm just like, I don't, I don't care about it. I don't want to hear it. I know yesterday I, I got into the people about the uh, Draymond Jordan Poole incident on Twitter. But I'm just like, y'all always show like that y'all have never been like on the athletic team before. And it's fun if you have it. But yes, people fight in practice. People fight um, in games. People fight everywhere. Like, I don't know. Like, obviously it wasn't right what he did, but I, I was like, why are y'all all acting like this is the first fight that has happened in a practice? Like, it was, it, I just thought everybody's reaction was very strange. I think it was a more, well, one, it's like NBA, NBA two, it was Draymond Green, like in NFL, it's like that. But I'm just like, do y'all, are y'all mad that Draymond hit Jordan Poole? Or are y'all finally happy that y'all can talk shit about Draymond Green? Like how y'all always Both. wanted to. Both. Like, yeah, I can't, I think Draymond Green is really annoying, but I think he's really good at his job. And he, this is his personality that everyone has allowed to be his personality for years. So based on the reactions of the team, like that is not the first fight that has happened in practice. Mm-hmm. I want to know who leaked the video. That is the real question it's that people need to be asking. It's an intern that's getting fired. Or quit. <laughs> or quit. Or had enough because. Sold it to TMZ and got some. Oh yeah, my goodness. Yeah. I mean, I feel like. Yeah, it was not okay. And then everyone's like, he knocked him out. I'm like, y'all don't know if he knocked him out. The video stopped. Like, y'all don't know anything. It was just like so much, like people, the way people just like speculate on situations now, or people like, I bet you that Draymond was tired of this. And I bet Jordan Poole was, I'm like, y'all don't know these, like y'all don't know any of them. Like, it's like the weirdest thing ever, how people are able to just freely build these scenarios and situations in their head and they go Twitter about it. Like, no, they're going to figure it out. Maybe. Maybe they won't be able to move past this. I would love for them to win another championship after this happens. And then what is everybody going to say? Like... I I just think it was more, like, uh, to, like, like I was saying, like, if it happens in the NFL which it happens every training camp and videos come out but everyone's no like yeah, yeah competitive yeah no i guess cause like, what is the difference because they actually hit people yeah like hockey hockey you could literally fight in the game like it's so weird so i'm like do y'all imagine if that, okay imagine this would i mean it'd be pretty it'd be pretty dope imagine they could really fight in bat like nba like hockey oh does, like, the ref just gets in between them and they just go at it Man, those would be the worst fights ever because none of them guys really want to fight for real. Which is that's why when they be squaring up, that's so funny. Like if y'all really wanted to throw a punch, y'all would. But y'all don't want to. Well, appreciate you coming on. Good luck in year six. Six. We year made six. it. 